Hey friends, it's Caleb, and it's Tuesday, May 31st. Welcome to The Kevin White Show. This is the podcast helping you prosper in the presence of God. Thank you for subscribing, reviewing, and sharing the show. Kevin is a best-selling author, international speaker, and global brand publisher. He's founder and executive director of Global Hope India and the CEO of Spirit Media. As a serial entrepreneur, Kevin has helped start hundreds of churches, businesses, and nonprofits throughout the world. Before starting today's episode, Kevin asked me to make sure you've heard about The Writer's Club with Kevin White. Kevin just finished writing his third book in three years. He can help you write your first or next book. The Writer's Club with Kevin White is a weekly small group via Zoom with writers for accountability and structure through coaching and collaboration. Learn more at spiritmedia.us. That's spiritmedia.us. Put your hands together and let's welcome my friend and yours, Kevin White, to today's show. Everyone, it is Tuesday, May the 31st, 2022. Welcome to the Kevin White Show. If you are watching on YouTube, you can see I'm not in the studio today. It's actually um, the day after a memorial holiday. Uh, here in the USA and Dr. James has been traveling and so I wanted to introduce you to today's episode. Thank you for being a part of the uh, Kevin White Show and if you're listening wherever podcasts can be heard, you're one of 166 different countries that are listening in and I am honored and sobered uh, by your participation in the show. I hope that you will like, comment, and subscribe now to The Kevin White Show if you haven't already done so. Today's episode is not gonna disappoint. Uh, earlier in the month of May, I uh, actually did a live broadcast from the USA uh, sharing a keynote message, Your God's Favorite. And as you know, here on the show, we champion the prosperity of God in that we can find in the presence of God. And this message uh, really aligns with God's desire to prosper his people. So often we think of prosperity as something that happens in our bank account. But I assure you that if you will get a revelation that you are God's favorite, uh, you will know the prosperity of God. And so this is part one of a two-part message, sharing the message, your God's favorite. I hope you'll sit on the edge of your seat and listen to God to speak to you through part one. Hello, how are you today? This show is all about you and it's helping you prosper in the presence of God. You are the subject matter of this show. Obviously, we're gonna be talking about the word of God. God's got a powerful word for you today, a word that you are God's favorite. That's right, you're God's favorite. I want you to take time and tell us who you are and where you're watching from. Leave a message in the chat, say hello. There are people around the world tuned in to this broadcast and I would love for you to know them and they to know you. So leave a message in the chat, just say hello and where you're watching from. That'll be an incredible blessing to us. Well, I hope you saw last month's broadcast. It was entitled, You Are Wanted. And I went through scripture of how God proclaims that you and I 
that we are the apple of his eye. Scripture talks about God singing over you with joy. Scripture says that God throws a party for you when you repent and when we come to him as Savior and Lord. Jesus said, you didn't choose me, but I chose you. And last month, we shared a powerful message from God that you are wanted. It was filled with the affection of God for you. Well, today's message is another message of the prosperity of God. You're God's favorite. Sometimes we think prosperity has to do with our bank account, material possessions, and obviously those are provisions from God, but the material possessions of prosperity is only a small fraction. Today's message is something that money can't buy. When you get the revelation from your heavenly father that you're God's favorite, it changes everything. So last month, we actually looked at Zechariah chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. In the NIV, this is what it says. For this is what the Lord Almighty says. After the glorious one has sent me against the nations that have plundered you, for whoever touches you touches the apple of his eye. That's what we talked about last month. But there's a part B to this. Look at verse 9. I will surely raise my hand against them so that their slaves will plunder them. Then you will know that the Lord Almighty sent me. A powerful word that not only are we the apple of God's eye, but he is promising to take revenge, to, to make things right when we have been wronged. God is demonstrating that we are his favorite. In 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 22, as well as Psalm 105, verse 15, Scripture says the same thing in both of these passages. Do not touch my anointed ones. Do my prophets no harm. I shared in my book, Audacious Generosity, about how I, at one point in my ministry, ended up on the wrong end of leadership in a conflict with leaders and how I was terminated as a pastor. And I remember during that time, many people saying horrible things about me that were some true and some undeserved. And I remember God just really counseling me to keep my mouth shut and to really put into practice the verses that we just went through. And it was this revelation that no matter what was being said about me, whether it was right or whether it was wrong, that he was going to make things right, that I was his favorite, not in a message that they, the people opposing me were less than me and not in a message that the that other people would be more superior to me, but just in a message that in God's economy, we are all his favorite. 
I remember I write, write about it on page 222 in Audacious Generosity. I came back from India one time. I've taken a thousand people over to India through Global Hope India, not me personally, but the organization. But five of them came back asking for the board to dismiss me as pastor and leader of Global Hope India. And I share this on page 222. The third thing God taught me was to always protect my brothers and sisters in Christ. God showed me that I can only control myself. I am determined to always protect my brothers and sisters. I will have nothing to do with talking badly about any brother or sister in Christ. I am not afraid to address conflict with truth and grace, but I will not gossip and I will not bear a false witness. I do not have to agree with you to protect you. I've done many things Jesus didn't agree with, and he always protected me. The same is true of you too. And that conflict with those five people who were asking the board to dismiss me really hurt, to be honest. And I really wanted to defend myself there were some things that they had no idea about. But I, again, just sense God say, you need to be quiet and to put into practice the verses that I just shared. I've had a uh, leader, a pastor that I served under for a period of time tell other people apparently that there was conflicts between me and him. And some brothers come to me and said, so-and-so, is having uh, an issue with you and you you as a brother need to go make it right. And so I would go to my leader and I would say, uh, hey, is there something that we need to clear up? Have I offended you in some way? And he would say, Kevin, no, I don't know what they're talking about. And then I would go on about my way and uh, I would be at peace with him and sense that he was at peace with me. And then and someone else would come and say, so-and-so, this leader is really talking bad about you and has an issue with you. Uh, just felt like you needed to go clear it up. So I'd go back to my leader and I would say, hey, I'm hearing again that you have an issue with me. Is there something going on? Have I offended you? Is there something I need to deal with? Please help me to know. I want to make it right. I love you. I respect you. And he would assure me there's nothing going on. There's nothing going on. And I three times had three different people, three different settings come and say, so-and-so saying this about you, very specific things, and you need to go clear it up. And I went three different times and I uh, would still, if there was something today that I could do to bring reconciliation, I would do that. But I sense all in all of these conflicts with, with what other people were saying, God just assure me, you need to take, you need to just be quiet and let me take care of this. That pastor that never would let me know why he was saying things behind my back like that in front of others and disturbing them and, and giving them a sense that I had wronged him in some way is no longer in the ministry. And he has a strained relationship with his family. And if you think that I find pleasure in this, I don't. There is no pleasure. 
There is no joy in seeing God implement these verses that I've shared with you. If anything, these verses have built a righteous fear of God in my life. I encourage you to just take a look at what I wrote uh, through pages 220 and 222 in Audacious Generosity and just see how God uses you and I to be the ministry of reconciliation in people's lives. And the reality is we can never control others. The only thing you and I can control is ourself and our walk with the Lord. And so God today in his loving mercy and kindness wants you and I to see that we are his favorite. That's what that revelation is what gives you and I the empowerment to stand still and know that he is God. So I want you to hear God saying, not only do I want you, I have this affection toward you. You're my favorite. You're God's favorite. I want you to hear God saying, I will favor you. I will protect you. I will advance you. You know, the word favorite means most like, preferred, above all others. One that is treated or regarded with special favor or liking. Here on earth, we actually, sometimes you hear the term teacher's pet, and we think of that when we think of someone being a favorite. A teacher's pet is a student in a class who is liked by the teacher and who is treated better than other students. You know, you probably have witnessed teacher's favorite, that student who is allowed to lead the line, that student who is always receiving extra help with their math problem. I can't comprehend that. I was not a good student. I was a problem student. I never was asked to lead the line. And I did not ever ask the teachers to help me with math problems. And that was because in the context of school, I was not the teacher's favorite. But what if there's some truth here to the fact that you're God's favorite? I want you to get these three things concrete in your understanding. First of all, God can. God can. Mark chapter 9, verses 22 and 23 said, But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. Jesus replied, If you can, everything is possible for one who believes. And so we have here the story of Jesus being asked, if you can, and Jesus responds, why are you questioning if I can? And so I want you first and foremost to understand as God's favorite, God can. Number two, God will. I want you to look at Matthew chapter eight, verses two through three. It says, a man with leprosy came and knelt before Jesus and said, Lord, if you are willing, 
you can make me clean. And Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. And immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy. So God can, God will, and as God's favorite, you need to understand God did. Look at Genesis 21, verse 1. Now the Lord was gracious to Sarah, as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised. Look at Exodus chapter 8, verse 31. And the Lord did what Moses asked. The flies left Pharaoh and his officials and his people. Not a fly remained. And then look at Acts chapter 19, verse 11. Acts 19, verse 11. It says, God did extraordinary miracles through Paul. And so God can, God will, God did. Why? Because you're God's favorite. Sometimes we read about Sarah and Paul and others in the Bible, and we think, of course, God holds them as his favorite. But you don't know my sin, Kevin. You don't know the horrible things I think about and the things I do, the things I don't want to do. I end up doing the things I should do, I don't do. And we live in this tension and we struggle to comprehend. But the Bible says, be transformed as you change your mind. And so I want you to allow God to show you that he's not like you and I. And there you have it. That's part one of two of Your God's Favorite, a message of God's prosperity for his people. Uh, on the show, we are championing the prosperity that can be found in the presence of God. And I hope that you will receive this revelation that you're God's favorite. And I hope you'll be back next Tuesday for part two of Your God's Favorite. Thank you for uh, viewing the Kevin White Show today. And I'll see you next week here on The Kevin White Show. Thank you for listening to The Kevin White Show. Don't forget to visit spiritmedia.us for the Writers Club with Kevin White, a weekly small group via Zoom with writers for accountability and structure through coaching and collaboration. Visit spiritmedia.us today. Visit kevinwhite.us and join thousands of subscribers to Kevin's free daily one-minute motivation series called Generously Blessed. Kevin's books, Audacious Generosity and Get to the Point, are available in hardback, paperback, ebook, and audiobook at kevinwhite.us, worldwide on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, and everywhere books are sold. Your five-star review on Amazon will be greatly appreciated. This has been The Kevin White Show. Find the complete archive of all episodes at kevinwhite.us or subscribe for free through your favorite podcast player and never miss an episode. This program copyright Kevin White International Incorporated, all rights reserved. Each week, we bring you a message of prosperity from God. Remembering God's greatest gift is His very own presence, made possible through Jesus Christ. We will see you back here every Tuesday on The Kevin White Show. Connect with Kevin now at kevinwhite.us. Kevin